0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to this episode of Dean Dome Sports. It is Mike Dean and well it has been a while. Uh, in fact uh, the last episode I did was the, my NFL mock draft back in April. So uh, for those, for my faithful listeners... I apologize but uh if you are a faithful listener then you do know that uh when summer season starts uh my schedule gets adjusted and it gets pretty difficult for me to get to do these podcasts the 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 free time is just not really there <laughs> so um I again, I apologize. I've been wanting to get uh, this episode out sooner. Uh, in many respects, for some of the stuff I'm going to say, but um, anyway, uh, this week uh, I'm going to briefly touch on a few topics that has happened since that last episode in some certain sports sports realm. There, uh, more you know, Sixers stuff. NBA offseason, blah, blah, you know, Flyers, uh, I'm a Philly guy, so I got to touch on them. Um, The Phillies making a playoff run, and I'll briefly touch on the Live Golf and give you my opinion on that, and then most importantly, for most of this episode, you're going to get the NFL preview, which I go through every game every team, and I just decided, you know, as I looked at it, uh, judging off of the moves they made, you know, trading away players, bringing in players, uh, the draft, uh, and their off seasons, each team, I, I weighed those, and it just went through, and then, you know, decided win, win or loss, win or loss. And that's where I come up with my, uh, my prediction for the records. So... But, before we get into that, first, I'm going to... I'm going to do a brief mention on uh, the Flyers and their off season, Because, quite honestly, I'm really, really disappointed in what uh, their GM, Chuck Fletcher, did. Or didn't do, really. Um... He had a chance um to bring in one of the I would say top five, maybe even top three players in the league. And you know, as you know, as far as scorers, uh, Johnny Goudreau, who's a local guy. He he uh grew up and went to high school just outside of Philly. Um and has always made it known that he wants to play for the Flyers at some in some in some respect, well, or realm. Um, and you know, he was a free agent this offseason. season, and he he uh, he said, uh he wanted to play for the Flyers. He made it known. So as a GM, wouldn't you think that if one of the top five players in the whole game right now comes out and says, I wanna play from I wanna play for your team, well don't don't you don't you try to at least you know entertain the don't you at least entertain that? and maybe you know work some deals or whatever to try and and, and bring that guy to to the organization like that guy that guy's, that guy's going to make your team exponentially better than what they were I mean they were one of the bottom teams in the league last year and he, he just dismissed it and I mean I mean there there's certain guys on the team that you know, veterans that are way past the primes and just making huge money and uh you, you, you you'd rather have those type of guys than then. The elite guy who's going to make your team better probably even make your team a playoff team, but ah, just it, it, it bothered me, bothered me. they got to get rid of this GM. Chuck Fletcher. he's just he's, he is dr- he is basically driving that team into, into complete garbage. and it's what he did in Minnesota too. He destroyed that franchise' the Minnesota Wild. He was their GM. And yeah, he just made he made some really really shady, bad, just free agent signings and deals and just totally ruined that franchise for for over a decade. And that's what he's going to do with the Flyers. The Flyers are going to be awful for over a decade. So there's that. That's that's my, that's my take on the on Chuck Fletcher and the Flyers. Sixers had an interesting offseason um, coming off of their playoff run where James Harden, um, he declined the, I guess he had a player option to make a certain amount of money. I think it was like $36 million or something like that. And he declined it and signed for less. So that they can bring in more, you know, more players, so that they can beef up their depth and bench. Which I mean, it, it spoke volumes to me. Um, just because he has kind of the reputation of being a me first type of type of player, um, where when he was with Houston, Oklahoma, and uh, the Nets, but. To me, when he did when a player does that, I think and I think he kind of realized that he is not the same player as he was back then. Like he can still score and stuff. But he had trouble he had trouble you know getting to the net against players that were guarding him and getting his shot. So I think he kind of just realized that. He and he's he's come out and said that he wants to win a championship, and he's basically said that he will do anything for this team to win the championship. So, in one respect, yeah, you got to like that coming from him. Um, but as far as the the the, the Sixers is, yeah, they brought in PJ Tucker, they brought in. I mean they, they definitely improved the roster. But you gotta you gotta you gotta remember that three years ago they were in the Eastern Conference Finals, game seven, against Toronto, and literally they were within one miraculous buzzer beating rim rocking shot that Kawhi Leonard made the three pointer. And yeah, that that that, that shot propelled uh, Toronto into the the finals, um, where they lost to the Lakers and LeBron. I think if that went differently, I think Sixers win. And on top of that, because back you remember back then they had Jimmy Butler as the number, well, let's just say the number three because they had Ben Simmons too uh, with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris, and they chose Tobias over uh, Jimmy Butler, and and then Ben Simmons. In in their playoff run the following year, we we all know what happened there where. <clears throat> he basically uh uh inexplicably showed his true colors where he, he he's basically just an an on the court coward. But uh Um So I in, in in a way I think the Sixers have been trying to chase uh Jimmy Butler, in a way, where where they, they I, I think they kind of regret making the decision to move on from him. The way they did, and well, and then they lost Ben Simmons, so they've been trying to, to get that uh. You know. I guess your big three back, and they kind of have that now with Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tobias. You know, they got a good roster there now um i definitely think that following run would have would have been different if they had, had had jimmy butler on their on their roster and in in that run i think they would have beaten I, th- I don't think Milwaukee would have gone through and i don't think Milwaukee would have won the title it would have been the sixers it's just my my thoughts my thoughts on that and we'll see what this, uh, these moves that they make, if that propels them into the, uh, championship finals. I hope it does. And we'll see. I mean, you know, James Harden is saying and doing everything right, which is something he, he you know, he really hasn't done in his career. Leading up to this, so that'll be that on the Sixers. Um, live golf, real quick. Uh, this is the uh, offshoot tour, per se, than the PGA tour. Um, a lot of there's a lot, you know, some people say that a lot of there's a lot, a lot of big names that have signed on to it, there, you know. I don't say they're the biggest names, but they're big in the sense that, you know, maybe two, three years ago, these were a lot of your your bigger name guys. You know, Shambo, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson signed on. Now this guy, Cameron Smith, who won the British Open and the Players' Championship, um, is signed on, this guy from Australia, um... But but before he before he signed on, uh, within the last couple of weeks, really to me it was a bunch of guys who would. They would, do, for the most part, you know, with the Shambo, Johnson, and a couple of the other guys that consistently made cuts or whatever, and were somewhat contenders. I mean, I mean. You know, Patrick Reed is in the... There's some guys that have won majors in the past. You know, we're talking like four or five years ago, for the most part. Um, but, like, the last couple of years, these guys have, you know, they've had trouble making cuts. You know, they, they contend here and there. And it just really, the tour became... Um, became you know the uh the young guns basically uh you know your are twenty, 20 th- two to twenty three and to thirty year old guys who are kind of dominating you know the wins and even like the top five and top ten. So and almost this is just like, you know, these guys that were really good a few years back are now they're like they're 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 not making cuts, so they're not bringing in, you know, in the PJ Tour. You, you know, you, first you got to make the cut uh, on on Saturday. You know, you got to make the cut on on Friday. You, you know, you, you get two rounds, Thursday and Friday. To make the cut, so that you play the weekend, you you not know, make the cut. You're you're not getting paid, and that's just the way the PGA Tour has always been, you know. <laughs> and they make no bones about it; they're not going to change for for these guys that are you know, and 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 it's and this live golf, you know, the Saudi money is just signing these guys left and right before they even step on 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 a golf course to play. You know, just, just basically just signing guys to because of their name recognition, for the most part, and a lot of guys don't even have the name recognition to be honest, to 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 carry such a thing. And to me, it just seems like it, it, it's it's a majority of the of those guys are, you know, over the age where. They're contending, and they're bitter that they're not able to make make the cuts anymore, so they're not making the money. So they' basically, the, the, they're getting paid to just show up each week when 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 they have a tournament. You know, they're they're not even playing every week, to be honest. You know, it's I don't. It's backed by a former golfer who in in his own in his rightfully in his when he was in his 80 he was, a, was was pretty much a big uh head and kind of a kind of kind of douchey player himself greg norman you know who uh who had some epically bad choke jobs himself in uh especially the masters and some of the other uh, major tournaments where you know, he was he was the number one player in the world, but boy, did he choke, especially against Nick Fowdo. You know, Nick Fowdo had his fucking number a, a, a whole lot of times. Him and Payne Stewart. But, uh... So, again, yeah, it's run by a guy who, who, who you know, probably has a bitter pill uh, against the PGA Tour himself. And, I mean, you have former golf, you know, former huge golfers like Gary Player, Nicholas, and such, speaking out against the Live Golf Tour because it it just goes against everything that the PGA Tour has built for, for that. And then, on top of that, when you have Tiger and probably the number one golfer around right now, Rory McIlroy, when those two guys, uh, yeah, the, those two guys were offered a ton of money to join, and they both turned it down, and they both have come out and said, you know, the, they the, they basically just spoke out against what that tour is all about. So, just in my for me, in my mind, the best it'll get to be. Is basically a bridge between PGA, the PGA Tour, as it is right now, with the young guns being the top. It'll be a bridge for these guys who who can't compete against them, and the Champions Tour, which, you know, that's where that's your, your seniors. So you know, once you turn fifty, you go to the seniors, the Champions Tour, and, and play, and you're able to compete there. So that's my take on that. Live golf. Not sustainable. It's not going to ever have the ratings. If you don't have Tiger and Rory McIlroy backing you. Destined to fail. And I'm putting that out there. Destined to fail. Uh, last but not least. Before we get to the NFL. I want to talk a little uh, baseball playoffs preview sort of I guess. Uh Phillies are in the hunt. Um, they just play in the wrong division. <laughs> they play They play in the same division as the Mets and the Braves. The Mets and the Braves, clearly, both have kind of had their number this year. Um, more the Mets than the Braves, but uh, the Braves are your defending champions. Um, their rotation's deep. I mean... The Braves have the, the, the Braves solidly have the deepest rotation. Um, the Mets they just lost Scherzer for a couple weeks. Basically, they're just shutting him down for a couple of weeks so that they can go on a, their, their playoff run. But that's going to be telling to see how he comes back from that. From his, I think it's like a forearm for him, and that, that that that's kind of a red flag when when you get to uh, September and October baseball. If you if if you're having arm issues, that's a problem. Um, they're going to need him to go on any kind of run, especially against you know the Braves, who look to be you know healthy at the right time for the most part. Um, and then you have the Dodgers out west, who they, you know they have a deep rotation as well, and you know they could be getting guys who. Have been hurt all year, healthy for their run, so that'll be the, the. And the Phillies just ah, yeah, they don't even have Zach Wheeler yet. They need Zach Wheeler to compete against those three other teams, let alone anybody else. And I just, I don't, I, I, I don't think the lineup just uh, ah. I don't know. I I want I want to believe that they can make a run, but I, I I just don't think the lineup is potent enough to to combat the the just the strong rotations of the other teams. Uh, in the American League, I mean, you had the Yankees for from basically the jump. Uh, it's from like the second week of April to now, you know, room in the East, but they're kind of limping toward the finish. Quite honestly, I mean, there's really two teams that I'm looking at, and it's it's the uh, the Astros, who've kind of had the Yankees number anyway, even, you know, last year during their run to get to play the Braves in the championship, and, um, and, and, you know, the Indian, the guard, uh, yeah, you know, former Indians, but I, I they're still the Indians, the, but the guardians, see, they, 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 I kind of have my eye on them because, they, they, they have a couple really, really good starting pitchers, and, they can hit too, and it's just that they seem to be playing well at the right time. And, and that that division is just... You know, the White Sox should have been the team to win that division. And they just... You know, they have one... Really just one really good pitcher. Dylan Cease. And they just... The Indians have kind of come, come up and kind of said, Well, nobody wants to win it. We'll just take it. You know? And... So, I do. I, I right now, I just think the Astros are the best team in the American League. You know, with, with Verlander and, I mean, Verlander has found the fountain of youth. He looks about as unhittable as anybody. Um, so, I don't have. I, I can't really make a prediction in the National League. It's just the, the, so many good teams, you know. But I definitely think the Astros will come come out of the American League there, so, there's that, let's get to the, let's get to the real talk here, let's get to, let's get to the NFL preview here, um, I went through each team, Yeah, you know, I, just, I just grabbed a magazine, looked at schedule, and I started with Arizona, and worked my way back, and I, did, I went through each game, win-loss, 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 you know, and so that's, <laughs> it's just how I did it. So, we're going to start in the NFC first, considering that the uh, defending champs reside there, the Rams. And we will start in the NFC West. Uh, the NFC West, yeah, the schedule is a 17-game schedule. Uh, of course, you play the teams in your in division twice. And then you'll feature two divisions, one one other division in the NFC, and then one other division in the AFC. Then I think there's, like, two other teams in the other divisions that matched where you finished last year, and then there's one wildcard team that they have to add because of the 17-game schedule. So it's kind of how the schedule's broken down. So, in the NFC West, they play the NFC South and the AFC West as the other teams besides their own. And your defending champs will win the division again in the NFC West. They will finish 13-4, and uh, followed by the 49ers at 10-7. and Um, The 49ers, I kind of based their record off of I do not believe in this new kid in this, in this young kid Trey Lance. Uh, the fact that they brought back Jimmy G on a one-year deal, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think it becomes his team again at some point, and they will finish ten and seven, which I believe, which will just barely get them in the wild card. Ten and seven will. Arizona, seven and ten, I. Didn't see enough off-season moves in the positive realm for them defensively, and I think that yeah, in that division, you got to be able to defend, especially the pass. And I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. So they're going to finish at seven and ten, and then Seattle, with losing Russell Wilson and the move they made, they're they're in a rebuilding. They're they're a big they're a big time rebuilding year. And they're, they're starting Geno Smith. Come on. I have them going 1-15, in folks. They're going to be the bottom feeders of the entire league. That's my prediction there for them and the NFC West. So keep that in mind as I go forward. The NFC South is next. They will play the NFC West and the AFC North besides their own division and your winner in the NFC South will be Tampa Bay at 12 and 5. You know, they brought back Brady, they improved defensively. They yeah. They might have lost Gronk, but they brought in more weapons. They're going to have Godwin coming back from injury. They brought in Russell Gage. Um they're just, they're, they're still the class of of that division. In my mind, uh, second in the NFC South, New Orleans. They will they will finish ten and seven. Uh, I think they had the same exact record last year too. Um, hope that to, they hope to have, have a little bit more stability at quarterback. I mean, I think they they, they wound up starting like five or maybe even six quarterbacks last year, and they still managed to have a winning record. I think actually they were nine and eight last year, but um 10 and 7 uh i think getting michael thomas back will help they drafted chris olave the uh wide receiver from uh ohio state um and they have already a good defense so i think i for them if if michael thomas can establish himself as a as an elite receiver again then they, they that should put them at in ten and seven. They will not make the playoffs though because of the tiebreaker against the Niners. The Niners will beat them in a head-to-head. Third place will be the Carolina Panthers at nine and eight. They brought in Baker Mayfield to play quarterback. Um, well, I mean, they were they were going to be one of my sleeper teams last year. And they just, yeah, injury to Christian McCaffrey and 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 others caused that to kind of derail a little bit. And Sam Darnold, the injury to him. So, I mean, hopefully now there's some stability at quarterback. They're going to be able to do some things. They're, just, they're, they're probably just like a year or two away from really getting good in that division, I, I believe so. They will. They will just finish outside the playoff hunt. Uh, and last in the NFC South will be the Atlanta Falcons at four and thirteen. A lot of turnover. They, they've they've they shipped uh, Matt Ryan away. Now Marcus Mariota is the quarterback. Um, they still need offensive line help and the defense is a sieve so you know they're they're in a rebuild big time and there, that record was going to reflect that 4 and 13 next up the NFC North who play the NFC East and the AFC East. Other than the division, obviously, and really, it's it's a two team race in that division, and it has been for the for the last few years. But I haven't really been a two team race. I mean, the, the, your top two teams are going to finish in a tie, and it's going to come down to head to head tie division tiebreaker, where Green Bay wins out. 12-5 and five over Minnesota who also finished 12-5 and five. I'm saying Minnesota is basically a surprise team for me in the NFC they're my sleeper team I would say um, Green Bay though I mean even though there's a lot of turnover there it's still Aaron Rodgers and it's still a schedule a schedule that you know, favors them getting the twelve wins. I mean, I guess it, 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 yeah, there could be a little bit here. But I mean, they still run the ball well with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, I'm gonna probably guess that you're gonna probably see maybe AJ Dillon kind of take that rollover from him as the season moves forward. Um, and they still have a good defense, so I'm. And and really, you know, Minnesota, it's it's more or less just basically the same team as last year, and they added some pieces, you know, defensively and on the offensive line to help out. And it's the 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 schedule just bore out that they're going to they're they're gonna have the same amount of wins. Um, your third place team in the division will be Detroit. I think Detroit takes a step forward off of last year because last year you know they they, they might have only won a handful of games or so, and maybe not even, but they they were competitive toward the end. Yeah, you know, they 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 played some teams pretty tough, and I think it's gonna happen again. Will even be the first the first game is going to be telling to see if they could pull off the upset against Philly um I'm not willing to to, to, to to go the full realm in that but just watch out for that game because you know Philly shut down their starters in the preseason weeks ago. And typically, would teams do that? That first game, especially if they have to go on the road, it could be like one of them uh, trap games, and they come out flat. You know, the, the, the offense isn't clicking on all cylinders and, and such. So yeah, that just watch out for that. The first game against Detroit. I mean, I mean against Philly. Detroit wins that game. Just they could be they could be a team to watch. Just yeah, they're, they're, they they improved the roster. They have weapons on offense now. Jared Goff was a winning quarterback. He took a team to a Super Bowl. Just remember that. So it's they're an intriguing team. Let's just say that. And your last place team in the NFC North will be the Chicago Bears at three and fourteen. I just some of some of their off season stuff just was perplexing. Um and and then what they did on draft day was perplexing. It just they Their draft just was head scratching and they had a lot of picks but just there's nothing that jumped out at me about, about any of their picks really just it was almost like they were just wanting to just acquire players and there were a lot of picks you know a lot of players they could have had that really could have bolstered their roster and made them better. And they just, they did, they, they, they swerved away from them. It, it didn't make any sense. Really just didn't. And they really didn't, they really did bolster the offense to cater to Justin Fields, you know, to give him weapons. it, it just, ah, it was just head scratching. So that's the NFC North. And, you know, the the opposite take though as we go to the NFC East, and I'm the uh, they play the NFC North and the AFC South as the extra uh, teams other than the division. And I'm it's gonna seem uh, it's gonna seem homerish, and I know how this is gonna play out on other uh, guys' podcasts. You know, you probably know who I'm talking about, Pete and Scott, but. And, 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 and really, nationally, Philly is this kind of the sexy pick going around. So, and, and as I went through the schedule, I mean their their schedule read really, really, really easy to me. And I honestly, honestly, just I really struggled to find losses. If that makes any sense, just so I have them finishing thirteen and four, winning division. Probably is going to be closer to the twelve and five or eleven and six, but just looking at the schedule, which is why I, I I mentioned the first game. Yeah, I right now I have them winning the first game. I just, I, I just can't make the pick saying that Detroit is going to beat them. On, on you know. Roster-wise, you know, Philly is just more talented all aspects. But, again, I said what I said. You, 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 when, when, when you rest all your starters for multiple weeks going into the first game, sometimes that bites you again. So, yeah. It's one of those be careful sort of things. But i have Philly win in division thirteen and four. Followed by Dallas, twelve and five. And honestly I mean, you know, Dallas traded away Amari Cooper, brought in Michael Gallup. I mean they 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 re signed Michael Gallup, who's hurt, who's probably not gonna play for the first couple of weeks or so. Um again da yeah. Dallas had some weird draft picks, um, doesn't seem like, uh, yeah, the, 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 the defense will be, I guess, somewhat improved, but I, I, I think they could have done better, improving the D, and, and the offensive line, I, uh, it'll be interesting, that's all I'm saying, I, uh, uh they're still gonna be good. This is twelve and five is nothing to sweat up. There. They could I think they could have done some things. And losing Randy Gregory's big I, I I think I think that's gonna be uh a, a big uh, a big loss for them. Still third, New York Giants four and thirteen, and with Washington three and fourteen at the at the bottom. Uh, they, these two uh, I know Washington improved the quarterback, per se, bringing in Carson Wentz, but then they, you know, the, the decent weapons. Jahan I mean, Dotson could be a good, good player for them. And then they're the, the, the guy that they really had high hopes for, Robinson, got shot. It's just you, they usually have a good defense. I just couldn't find many wins on their schedule. You know, them and the Giants. The Giants are yeah they're in a rebuild that's that's for sure um but the the washington they could be they they could play better than that it than it seems but yeah the, the nothing they did off season wise really um jumped off the page per se so your playoffs Philly will have home field. I, I, They're my calculations. I, I got Philly having a better conference record than, uh, than the Rams. So it'll be Philly, number two the Rams, three Tampa Bay, four Green Bay, five Minnesota, six Dallas, and your 49ers. Almost, I almost even put Philly in the Super Bowl, but just could not do it. Just couldn't I think that I think we're maybe a year away from from that. Uh, I think I think it's going to be the Rams again in the Super Bowl. But they're not gonna win. You will we will not have a repeat champion. I'm telling you that right now. Which allows me to segue over to the AFC. Where we will start with the AFC North, who had your Super Bowl representative, the Cincinnati Bengals, in a bit of a shocker last year. So the AFC North they play the NFC South and the AFC East, other than their division. And he is going to have a very good year again. They are, they they might have even got even you know a little better this offseason by by improving their defense and offensive line which is what they needed to do um, they're going to finish 13 and 4 uh, second baltimore the ravens going to be 10 and 7 and just finishing outside the playoffs the ravens um, ravens just uh, they traded away Marquise Brown, so now they have, it's just a lot of uh, unknown going in offensively for them. And, so yeah, Pittsburgh is going to be third, four and 4-13, uh, they're going to struggle. Um, kind of in a rebuild, sort of, I think you'll see Kenny Pickett. Midway through the season, and you know, rookies have growing pains. And Cleveland at three and fourteen, I think they would have been an intriguing team. If, I mean, they brought in Deshaun Watson, if he had been able to play from day one, you know, week one, could be different. But he's suspended for eleven games, so that I mean, they're gonna they're gonna struggle up to then. It's that simple. <clears throat> Now we get to the top division, and it's gonna it's gonna play out play out that way. <laughs> top division in football, AFC West. They play the NFC West and AFC South. Your division winner will be the Chiefs again, at thirteen and four. Just going going through, going through the schedule. Uh, seem to be <laughs> seem to be games that they could win, especially you know a lot of their difficult opponents they have at home. So they're thirteen to four. Second in the division is going to be the Denver Broncos. Scott Bracey is going to be happy there. Uh, with Russell Wilson as the quarterback, they you know they were a team they were a good team last year without a quarterback now they have a quarterback so that that plays out and again they're the you know the schedule outside the division favored them very well uh third is going to be the raiders now in this division the chargers seem to be the sexy pick with all the moves they made and stuff uh, to me the schedule didn't play pl- play out well for them I've, they they seem to be traveling east a lot and a lot of their uh um non-division scheduled games so that's going to i think that's going to wear on them the charges but the raiders are going to be 12 and 5 with the all the moves they made to improve their roster I, I just think that offense is going to be pretty darn dynamic, and you know the the D played well last year to get them into the playoffs. So, and what you're going to see, folks, is, and again, I have the Chargers at 11 and six, even with all the moves they made to improve their roster. Uh, I, I, it's just a tough division, <laughs> and. All the teams make the playoffs in this division, folks. I'm saying that right now. And it bears out that way. Next up, the AFC East. They play the NFC North and the AFC North. And your division winner will be the Buffalo Bills, 13-4. and four. Not the Them and the Chiefs will not be home field, though. That'll be the Bengals. And I'll explain why in a bit but Buffalo will be 13 and four they'll have the they'll be the number two seed just, they just they improved their roster last year I mean they, they brought in Vaughn Miller that's going to improve their defense they're, they're going to be they're going to be a really good team um number two the second place team in the ASC East is going to be Miami at 11 and six. Uh, they improved their roster too, um, and, yeah, the schedule played out well for them. Uh, third, and it'll only be third because of a tiebreaker, because they're going to finish tied with the Jets at record at seven and 10. Uh, I'm... I would have had the Jets higher than New England if Zach Wilson was not out the first four weeks. I, that's going to be tough for them to overcome. Um, but I was, I was on the Jets bandwagon after the draft and off season. the The draft especially. I've never seen a team hit just knock knock a draft out of the park like they did. They 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 totally. Every pick made sense and improved their roster tremendously. So the Jets are an intriguing team, kind of like Detroit is in the uh, NFC for me. And yeah, New England, a lot of head-scratching moves for them. Uh, They could even finish last in my mind. But... um, Yeah, the, the, the draft day they they made some weird moves, so that's that. A F C South, they play the N F C East, and the A F C West, and this, yeah, that bears out. Trust me on this. So your division winner will be the Indianapolis Colts at ten and seven. Uh, they bring in Matt Ryan. Uh, their roster's significantly improved. So, I mean, you know, offensively, and then, uh, you yeah, know, they improved defensively, too. So, But they only finished 10-7. and Because, again, they're the worst division in football. Remember Pete and Scott. <coughs> and when you have to match up with the AFC West and the NFC East you're not gonna fare out well you're just not trust me so they'll win the division two will be Tennessee at nine and eight um I, yeah I, I just I just think they take a couple steps back they're not gonna they're not gonna be the number one overall seed like they, they were last year uh they're not gonna win the division I yeah, they still have Derrick Henry, but I don't think they improved offensively enough, skill-wise, to make Tannehill to 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 make Tannehill take a step forward. If that makes any sense, and 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 they're a the middle-of-the-road defense. I mean, so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna struggle to have a winning record. Um. Third will be the Jacksonville four thirteen, you know, kind of a rebuilding year for them. Uh, they they have a new coach, Doug Peterson. That's going to take a a, a a couple years for for them to gain traction and 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 get better. But I mean, I think they'll be in games though because offensively they'll be good. It's just the defense is a definite question for them. And then for Houston 2 and 15. Uh, I mean a lot of another team that had had some head scratching moves offseason wise. I mean they didn't really improve offensively. Um at least, you know, jumping off the page and And I mean, they they drafted for defense, but did they make the right picks? Though it's just, yeah, again, some, some pretty head scratching moves there for the Houston Texans. They're going to struggle. So your playoff field is going to be Cincy with home field, then Buffalo, Kansas City three, Indy four, even though they're only ten and seven. Denver will we'll be the top wild, wild card, then the Raiders, then the Chargers. And when it all plays out, it's going to be Buffalo in the Super Bowl against the Rams. Buffalo will be your Super Bowl champion. Picked them last year, too, by the way. So, Josh Allen and your, you, all you guys up there in uh, northern New York... You better get it done this year. That's what I'm saying. Almost, I almost put Philly in because for, I, to me, Philly's going to have home field advantage, and that, I mean that's going to say a lot when it comes to the playoff time. But I mean, just going up against the Rams or even Tampa Bay, whew, boy, that that. that Try to pick Jalen Hurts, quarterbacking, and in a lot of respects, I know, he's probably not going to be the reason why they win a lot of their games. That, that defense is vastly improved in Philly, along with you know the offensive line, and and they've even made moves to strength to to make sure that the offensive line is still a strength when Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. And, you know, and then move on. They have guys to come in already, they, ready to come in and step in for them. So, Philly seems to be uh, a team that, that 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 kind of made a lot of right offseason decisions and moves. They all made sense. Bringing in A.J. Brown, then on draft day, Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, yeah, a lot of really good moves they made. So that was my uh, preview for the season. Um, it'll definitely get some people talking, <laughs> Pete and Scott. <laughs> but I, yeah, It's what I do. I did. I did it last year. I went through each game, and it as it turned out, you know, I was right in some respects and. For the most part, I was within one or two games. So I mean, that's really all you can ask for, really, isn't it? Isn't it? If if you're that close to predicting them right, so we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> but uh, thanks everybody for listening. Tell your friends. I like doing this, and. I I will be doing more of these throughout this upcoming NFL season. Pretty much in each week, I'm going to be doing them. So, thanks for listening. Mike Dean is out.